You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time. Time for Silver and Black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas! We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten with you here today. And we are going to, oh, yes, bring him back. That is the one most redomus. When Mo predicts things, he is most redomus. He takes on the alter ego, sort of. We just get to put up my stupid little graphic, which if you're watching us on YouTube, you could see. We'll also tweet that out today so you can check it out. Mo's head in a crystal ball. Mo, here we are. We're just one day away from the Raiders getting to their 53-man roster, although they did make some moves on Sunday. Brandon Parker to the IR, that was not a surprise. But certainly the the change is in motion. The wheels are in motion. It's time to get serious and get ready for the regular season of 53. We're going to go through your 53-man projected roster, which you published up on Knot, which we will uh, – uh, go through and run through so you can check it out. And we're going to talk through Mo's reasoning behind this. Everybody likes to do the 53-man rosters. And so we're going to uh, do that with Mo today. But Mo, uh, not a surprise with Brandon Parker, even in your piece, which we'll talk about in a minute, you kind of mentioned, well, if he goes on IR, which everybody thought would happen. And sure enough, the Raiders made a few moves on Sunday, uh, yesterday afternoon late, uh, but none of them real surprising. Yeah, nothing real surprising. As you can see on my 53-man uh, roster projections, I actually have Brandon Parker going on IR. It was just a matter of would he go on IR before they set the 53-man depth chart, which is what they did, So, which means his season is over. Can't play this year if you go on IR before the 53-man uh, roster is set. Or would he go on IR after the roster was set? And that wasn't the case because if he was on IR after the roster was set, he would be able to come back after week four. So apparently his injury is serious and he's out of the mix uh, of course there was speculation weeks ago after the hall of fame game that he was going to go on ir it didn't happen that day uh according to reporters the Rays were holding out hope that he would be able to come back at some point in the season but apparently that wasn't the case 
No, absolutely. Also yesterday, just to get everybody up to speed in case you missed it, you're busy doing stuff on Sunday and you're checking in now on your commute listening to us and wondering what happened. The Raiders announced also they waived Nick Bowers, the tight end, and also Justin Hall, the wide receiver, number 12, as he wore. Also on IR, along with Brandon Parker, was Tyler Lancaster, defensive tackle. And then Tay Davis, who they just signed, Mo. This is second time now, right, that um, that uh, the Raiders have signed a player, and within a week they're on IR. Yeah, it happens where you're trying to just see what you can get out of a player in maybe one week. If he shows you something special, maybe you keep him, maybe you don't. But I figured he was just a roster fill at the moment just to give the yeah. guy a crack, you know, a shot at the job. But they're going to move on. And the linebacker position is very interesting for the Raiders because, and we're going to talk about this, I think two undrafted free agents have a chance to make the roster debut simply because after Devon Diablo, Denzel Perryman, and Jayon Brown, it's a, it's a little thin there with the depth. Because remember, <laughs> they lost they lost Micah Kaiser and they let go of yeah. Kenny Young, two veterans. So it opens the spot for some young guys to get the job. Absolutely. Okay, so we want to jump right in here. By the way, make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't done it already. Just hit the subscription button wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it's on Apple, iTunes, or elsewhere. You can do it there as well. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit subscription and the notification bell. Ring that bell for us so you get notified anytime a video is uploaded and ready to roll for you. Okay, so here we are. We're going to take a look now. Mo's piece, if you go up to sportsnot.com, if you go to Mo's Twitter handle, you'll see it uh, where you can check it out. But he has his final 53-man roster, and we're going to roll through this because uh, that's what we want to do on this Monday and get you set for tomorrow's cuts. We're not going to spend a lot of time on quarterback, Mo. I mean, Derek Carr, Jarrett Stidham, not much going on there as far as we know uh, that Stidham won out. That's why Mullins was traded. We've seen Chase Garbers as a a third-string a backup and probably as a practice squad, maybe that could be a guy they don't keep. We don't know yet. We'll see if they do or not uh, with that. And then we're going to go right to running back. Okay. So, so after quarterback, not spend a lot of time for once uh, in a long time, you have uh, Josh Jacobs as a starter. You have Jacob Johnson as the fullback, not a surprise there. Backups, Zamir White, Amir Abdullah, and Brandon Bolden. Talk through. This is pretty consistent with what you've been saying for weeks on how you thought this was going to shake out, with an exception. Uh, but talk about that and why Jacob Johnson and Josh Jacobs. It's a lot of J's, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically the way I, I explained it was I compared it to the Patriots depth chart last year. Josh Jacobs is Damian Harris. Zamir White is Ramondre Stevenson. Amir Abdullah is James White. And Brandon Bolden is Brandon Bolden. <laughs> he was on the Patriots, so <laughs> he's going to play his special teams a role and have some pat, uh, targets out of the backfield as a pass catcher. So a lot of people, the pushback there is, does Britain, uh, Britton Brown make the roster? And I say he makes it to the practice squad. Maybe the Raiders protect him during the season. Remember, the Raiders and every NFL team can protect up to four players on their practice squad. I just think that the running back room is so crowded that you just can't fit another back in there. I don't know why they would carry uh, five running backs plus Jakob Johnson at the fullback position because chances are your your last one or two guys at the running back position are going to be inactive on game day anyway. So you want to reserve that spot for a place where you're going to actually use a player, let's say uh, run, uh, linebacker, safety maybe. You need some guys on special teams that are going to be active. That's what you save the spot for. So I think Britton Brown 
ultimately he goes to the practice squad, assuming he clears waivers and the Raiders are able to get him back. I know it's a tough cut because he played well during the preseason. But again, I don't see the point of keeping five backs plus a fullback. No, and and tough cuts is part of it. We've been talking about that for the last week, too, that the Raiders were going to be in the position where they've done so well in player acquisition, even with some of these guys they brought in for camp purposes. Uh, they've just performed well, some of these young guys. And you talked about two undrafted free agents that you're going to get to uh, that might make this roster. But you look at that situation at running back, uh, Just that's a nice lineup for this team. I think it fits well with the system, and everybody's excited to see it. All right, on to wide receiver, Mo. Not a surprise here. One guy that we liked early on is not here, but you have Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Mac Hollins as the third starter, and then uh, Tyron Johnson and DJ Turner, who had just a great preseason, especially the last two games, uh, turned it on and did well. Um not on this is whom? No Keelan Cole. And yes. I, I talked about that after the post game from the Patriots uh, show that we did that because of DJ Turner's uh, involvement on special teams, Tom McMahon is going to probably pound the table for DJ, DJ Turner over Keelan Cole. I actually think the Reds was showcasing Keelan Cole for other teams because he has a starting experience, pretty decent player. You could probably get a draft pick for him from a team like, say, the Bears or, or the Colts who need a number two guy. I know they drafted Alec Pierce, but maybe they want a veteran in there. So he Keelan Cole has some value. You can trade him, get a draft pick. DJ Turner has some value on special teams. You keep him uh, as a returner. It can also be a backup slot for Hunter Renfro. And uh, Tyron T. Billy Johnson, I have him on the roster because he's the big play guy. He gives your wide receiver core that juice, that speed that's lacking. Uh, of course, we know Devontae Adams is great, not a burner. Doesn't need to be. But Tyron mm-hmm. Johnson gives you something that the other players like Adams and Renfro can't give you, and that's the speed. No doubt. And a good unit there, I think. I, you know, Mac Hollins, I'm still a little uncertain of at that number three position, but I, I'm not going to back off of what I said a couple weeks ago, and that is I think that third spot will probably be a rotation unless yeah. Mac Hollins does do well. I mean, you're going to see guys in anyway, but if one of the other wide receivers can jump in, especially I think Johnson has a chance to maybe swipe that role uh, from what you've projected, uh, but we'll have to see, right? We'll have to see how it goes. And, one second. and really quick, I've I've compared Matt Collins to, if you guys remember, Andre Holmes. That's basically mm-hmm. what I think Matt Collins is going to be. He's going to be a red zone threat. He can give you a couple of big plays per game, and he's going to play on special teams. Nothing special. As you said, I agree with you. The Rays are probably going to rotate in that three spot. Sometimes you see Tyron Johnson there. Sometimes you may see, see DJ, DJ Turner there, mm-hmm. especially if Hunter is on the outside or if they move Adams around. That third spot is going to be fluid, but I, I think Matt Collins not playing in that last preseason game was all indication that he's pretty much a safe bet to make the roster there. And again, huge uh, on special teams as well. Now we're going to get to tight ends, uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the story up here. Make sure you go to sportsnot.com and read Mo's latest roster projection. Now here's the only hiccup for Mostradamus on your projection. Mm-hmm. Now this, of course was published on Saturday, uh, so it was prior to Sunday. And, of course, Nick mm-hmm. Bowers, who you have as a backup. You have Darren Waller, obviously, as the starter. Backups, Moreau, Bowers, and Horstead. So now with Bowers, why do you think – Big Bowers was a surprise, I think, for some folks, a, a minor surprise, mm-hmm. right? But uh, mm-hmm. what was it about Nick Bowers that had him 
saying adios. Now he might get, if he makes it through waivers, might make it to the practice squad, especially with this mm-hmm. tight end heavy offense. But uh, that was a surprise, Mo. Yeah, and a lot of people push back on that. Kudos to those folks. But the reason I, I'll explain why I have him on the list is because he took the most inline snaps at the tight end position on the Raiders roster through the preseason. So I feel like they were prepping him to be that, you know, sixth offensive lineman just in case you have a, a weak right tackle on the strong side. So it would have made sense. He's a young guy still developing, so he has room to grow. But they had different plans. So to me, that opens up the spot for possibly Jacob Hollister. And the reason I had Bowers over Hollister is because Hollister missed some time. I believe he played in the Hall of Fame game. Then he had an undisclosed injury. So I I would have put Hollister there, but I thought the injury would hurt his chances of making the 53. For now, as we're recording this, apparently not. As you said, Bowers can wind up on the practice squad. Who knows? He may wind up on the 53 because the roster is going to – the last four to five roster spots are going to change over the week. So after the Raiders set their 53-man roster – it's going to continue to change throughout the week, maybe until up until week one. So the 53 that you see may not be the 53 that's that's on the roster for um, before the Chargers game when the Raiders take the field. Yeah, it's a good point to make, Mo, because a lot of times you see teams, but depending on what else is going on, we don't know what else is going on. There could be a move today uh, from a, from a trade perspective. There could all there's all sorts of reasons why they might let a guy go through waivers, be, even though they like him, and they, he, he might end up making the 53-man roster, like you said. Uh, but but certainly, uh, that is an interesting one. Horstead, you talked about him in your piece as well on Sports Not. What did you see in his game that makes you think that he's a guy to make the 53? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At first, I remember Murph mentioned him and he said Horstead was a great story and I agreed with him. And we kind of mm-hmm. kind of just brushed Horstead off as he's probably not going to make the roster. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> when, I, when I went back, I said, I, right. And I, but when I look back, because, again, I watch these games multiple times and I'm like, wait a minute. Now, the Raiders may have something in Horstead. Mm-hmm. He can he can run block, caught all his targets, I believe, had seven catches, didn't drop a, a pass. And he, I know he played in the last preseason game, so that means he's probably on the on the, on shaky ground when it comes to the roster spots. But I think he performed relatively well for an unknown. I think people shouldn't sleep on him, even if he doesn't make the roster. I could see the Raiders uh, moving him onto the practice squad and keeping him through the season. And we're going to get into talking about uh, some of uh, on Thursday, Darren Waller, because I, I have a take on that and and my stock up and stock down piece. I'm going to give you guys when we when we get there. But, but with Waller, um, I have no doubt that he'll be ready for week one. He'll be ready to go. But, Mo, is any part of you have any reservations about the fact that we've talked over the last couple of shows, actually, he's had these injuries. He hasn't been on the field. I'm not saying he should play in preseason games because he had an injury, but he's not been around the team as much, which we also argued that was not a big deal. Uh, is there any concern, though, that he might have a slower start? because of that time away 
I think that's a legitimate concern. I, I want to be clear about my concerns with Darren Waller because people are going to say, "Oh, you, is he going to hold out?" No, I don't think he's going to hold out. I think no. the Raiders are going to come to an agreement with him on on a on a pay raise before Week One. And even if they don't, I think during the season that he may get an extension if he shows that he could stay healthy. But as you just mentioned, he's had injuries going back to last year. Had an ankle injury, missed a chunk of training camp, went into the season. I believe he missed the game in the middle of the season because of his ankle. And then he had the IT band string. Then this training camp, he has the hamstring injury, which Adam Schefter said was a legit injury and why he was missing a lot of time. So he's been banged up. And if he's not 100%, he may suit up, but you still want guys ready to play uh, significant snaps just in case Darren Waller can't have his uh, regular workload. So that's why you have guys like Foster Moreau on the roster. That's why you keep Horstel on the roster who can catch the football and run block. That's why I have Nick Bowers on the roster because he could block, play inline tight end. It's because of Waller and his condition. Is he going to be 100% week one? He, he probably won't be, but how much is he going to play in that first game is the question. It's a great question. I think Foster Moreau, the first two, maybe even three weeks are going to be big for this team because he's going to have to carry some of that load that you would normally have Darren Waller until he gets into full game shape and ready to go as long as he's healthy, which we don't have any indication that he won't be other than that hamstring. And hamstrings, uh, you know, he's had enough time, I think, that the hamstring would heal, but you just never know. They can be very fickle and uh, can give you problems past the time frame that you usually expect. All right, we're going to step aside for a Scott, quick... really... Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Really quick, really quick, Scott. I'm, I'm 36 years old, full disclosure. <laughs> if, you, if you're 36 years old and you've ever had, like, a Charlie horse or, like, a handy oh. pull or something like that... Yeah, those things will put you down for a while. So I'm just I'm just saying this guy is, is, you know, close to 250 pounds running up and down the field. You know, understand those hamstring injuries are no joke. Yeah, I, I hey, I, I stained the deck yesterday <laughs> on Sunday in the backyard in the 93 uh, degree heat here, along with like 80 percent humidity. I almost I thought my hamstring was going to explode. In fact, I got up and my hamstring would not bend with me. So I was crawling around like a <laughs> like I was in the walking fetal position. So you're right, man. As you age, it gets even worse. Okay, now we will take a break. When we come back, we're going to unveil the rest of Mo Stradamus's 53-man roster. We're going to start with the offensive line when we come back. The offensive line. Oh, yes. The much maligned, discussed, and worrisome offensive line. But maybe there's good news. We'll talk to Mo about that, too, when we come back. Here on Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere.